Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've brought us and called us out. Called us out of the darkness and into the light and life that's in your Son, Jesus. We thank you that he's our Saviour and our Lord. We thank you that the Bible tells us that he's our healer, he's our deliverer, he's our righteousness. That we've been completely accepted into the beloved. That we are brand new creations in Christ. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're aware of you. But what's even more important is that you, you are aware of us. You know us through and through. To our very core. And you love us passionately. You love us passionately. Lord, we can relax and receive your love in our daily lives. Knowing that our imperfection has been atoned for by your perfection. That Father, when you look down on us, you see us in Christ and that the performance we need to live is the one that Jesus did and succeed in doing that we are forgiven and we can truly live right now thank you Lord in the name of Jesus Amen. This has come at a poignant time, really. This is the church part four. The birth of the church. Today, the church over the world is celebrating Pentecost. Jesus rose from the dead. And on that Sabbath time, when Israel were celebrating the Sabbath, 40-something days after that came the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Pente means 50. Pentecost is when God sent his Holy Spirit to empower the church. The Christian life is impossible to live without the Holy Spirit. Jesus could not have done what he did without being empowered by the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 1 it says that the law came through Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus. Was the law the truth? Yeah. But the next level of truth came grace 
not the law will point to you and show you your failures because you can't keep them the law will break you because you can't keep it the scriptures say the strength of sin is the law because it will just shine the light on your inability your failing but Jesus came with grace and truth he took the truth and he showed us how we can live that truth victoriously and well. All of our reasons and excuses of not being able to meet the requirements has been sucked up. Jesus has took them all away because in John 8, 28 he said, all we need to do to do the works of God is to believe so our new covenant of, has come by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. So the church part for the birth of the church has came on to a day like today where God poured out his Holy Spirit and we're going to pray at the end of the service for anyone who hasn't received the Holy Spirit to receive the Holy Spirit so that they can be enabled and strengthened and opened up into a a life that's powerful. Hallelujah. The Saviour of the world walked amongst his creation for 33 years. And although, although his ministry only lasted just over three years, Jesus took the time to behave in such a way that would leave his mark. <laughs> He'd set himself being different. He stood out in the crowd. He demonstrated living and loving like no one else ever did. And the people who heard him, they were left jaw-dropped and wanting more of what he was saying and how he was saying it. Like I just said, the law came through Moses. But grace and truth, the life and love of God came through Jesus. And when Jesus did what he did amongst the Israel of the day, he was causing uproar and problems because he was breaking the rules. He was taking the law and moving into an arena of love. And really, the Bible shows that the only people Jesus was angry at were the Sadducees and the Pharisees of the day, the religious people who wanted and thought they could please God the way they did. But Jesus went to a tax collector and said, Come, follow me. And the timing, the words, just spoke to Matthew and up he got and walked away from the job and followed Jesus. He went to two brothers, Peter and James, and said, come, follow me. And up they did, followed him. You know, I'm sure that Matthew was sitting at the table thinking, oh, I'm sick of doing this job. I wish someone had come along where I could... Do something different, you know, because every one of us, 
when God's spoken to us, it's like God was speaking to just you. It's like someone told me what to say to you, or someone told someone else what to say to you, that was pertinent and poignant to where you are right now. And you, How did you know I was thinking that? But God does. God does. And he can come at the right time and say, come and follow me. Maybe some of our lives have been like that. Trying everything except him. He doesn't know where to go next. And then the come and follow me. And here we are tonight. No one taught like Jesus taught. The Jews of the day would go to the synagogue every week and people would read from the scrolls of the books of the Old Testament. No one taught like Jesus. Matthew 7.29 For he taught as one having authority and not as the scribes. Mark 1.22 And they were astonished at his teaching. And he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Mark 1.27 They were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. For the law came with Moses, but grace and truth came with Jesus. I love this. This is the message, John 1.14. Listen. The word became flesh and moved into the neighbourhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes. The one kind of a glory. Like father. Like son. Generous. Inside and out. True. From start to finish. That's what they saw in Jesus. His ministry, which only lasted just over three years that's recorded, was was him being part of the finishing plan that had been orchestrated thousands of years before in heaven. And his selfless act of laying down his life And taking it up again. Birth a brand new covenant. And open up the invitation for people to come. In contact. And know God. In an intimate way. No one. No one in all creation. Has what we have. God. Living on the inside. We need to wake up to the revelation of this. God lives in you. John 14, he's made his home in you. He's manifesting himself in you. And he'll work in the way you think. You'll hear thoughts that you think you're thinking. And it's, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. We need to tune in.
Jesus posted himself as a letter of invitation to the whole world, inviting us to come and know him and enjoy the benefits. The invitation from the law that burdens into grace and love that liberates from the one nation of Israel to the whole world from a Jew this is good news you know you can smile to the Gentile to the people of the world to us non-Gentile I don't think there's any Jews in here any people from uh, Israel so we're Gentiles we were snubbed at before Jesus rose from the dead the Jews kept the blessing to themselves. There was an introduction that Jehovah Yahweh, the sovereign God, whose name couldn't be muttered. And Jesus came along and said, Call him Abba Father. Daddy. Daddy. Children of God, we've got our dad. And from sin, sin and condemnation to radical forgiveness. These are the benefits of what's come. Hallelujah. Acts 1 <coughs> verses 4 and 5 and 8 says this. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for truly John baptised with water, but you shall be baptised with the Holy Spirit many days from now. Verse 8 says this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth this is an experience that took place with the believers when God filled them with the Holy Spirit you can read this in the first two chapters of Acts and I tell you, you've got to read it, you've got to go home and read it and understand this is something that God's given to us so that we can live the Christian life. It's an empowerment from heaven that God's saying this is for the church in the last days. And these are the last days. And if you want to survive the last days, you need the Holy Spirit. There isn't any other way, no doctrine, you need the power, the authority that's in God, in the Holy Spirit. And the evidence of that is when people are filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. It'll, the first two or three chapters of the book of Acts will tell you what's taking place. And the book of Acts will then reveal to you what's happening in the church as it develops, as people get born again and follow Jesus this was um, a prophecy that was in the book of Joel X amount of hundreds of years before Jesus came 
And the guy who brought this out and said it was the same person who denied Jesus three times because he was afraid. But when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he gave a sermon like no other, which you'll read in those first three chapters, and 3,000 people got born again. The, the contrast to that was when the law was given on Mount Sinai in the Old Testament, 3,000 people died because they were guilty. When grace comes and the Holy Spirit comes down and the gospel's preached, 3,000 people got saved. This is the life. We're talking about this experience started 2,000 years ago in Israel. 120 believers were gathered together. And Jesus said, don't go anywhere because the promise of the Father is coming. That's how it is, guys. I was going to get someone to read this. Um, I got sidetracked. The prophecy goes like this from Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God. That I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my messengers and on my maidservants I will pour out my spirit on those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapour of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness. The moon into blood. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass. And it shall come to pass. That whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Shall be saved. We're in these days. God's been pouring out his spirit. From the time Pentecost took place. The birth of the church. And we've got a, a book in the office over there. It's called Jesus Freaks. It's the second volume. We've had them before here. And they're just full of stories. Of people filled with the Holy Spirit. But martyred for their cause. They didn't run away. They gave their lives. There's stories in history written by Josephus that when the Christians were taken out of the dungeons and cells and taken into the arenas where the lions were and they were going to be eaten by lions, that the Roman, not all of them, but some Roman guards threw their swords down threw their shields down and went in with the Christians because the Christians were singing as they were going into the arena. They were praising God as they were going into the arena. The same Peter who denied Jesus to that cockerel crowd, 
is the same person that stood in the midst of thousands and thousands of people and shared the gospel with a passion and a boldness and a confidence and all these people got saved and we're called to do the same thing. But you're not going to be able to do it in your own strength. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's the sealing that God wants to give us. We receive Jesus, but God wants to, us to receive the Holy Spirit with evidence of other tongues so we can truly worship, so that we can truly experience, so that we can truly begin to understand the Word. Because the Holy Spirit's the author of this book. Acts chapter 2. But when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Listen, this is a fact. Okay, we're not doing Star Trek. I just need to emphasize this. This is a real, real experience. This is the church birthed. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire as one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We'll carry on. They were all dwelling in Jerusalem. They were all also dwelling in Jerusalem. Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when they had this sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. But then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these Galileans? And how is it that we hear, that we hear, each of us in our own language in which we were born? Here we go. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontius, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt and other parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene. All the people are all around them areas were all flooded in Jerusalem because it was Passover. And they were there amidst and seeing this crowd of people being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And worshipping God out of an overflow of the heart that denied English. And yet everyone in all the, the nations of the world were hearing the good news of the gospel being spoken to them in their own language. Hallelujah. In the, um, the Gulf War, there's a story that came out through the Christian press of an American soldier. He was in his tent worshipping God and he had his hands raised to heaven and he was just worshipping. He'd run out of English words. Your best prayer you can, the best prayer you can pray is praying in tongues because you don't make any mistakes then. Okay, you can just let it go, but Lord, I love you. But this 
soldier was doing that and just getting lost in worship in the midst of a war zone. And a Syrian soldier was walking past the tent where the American was praying and he heard the gospel in his own language and he got saved. This gospel is incredible. It's the key that unlocks doors and lifts us into a place of real living. We can take it we can get Jesus in our life and walk like the devil and miss it. We can just carry on living like it's just an add-on. There's revivals going on in India. Lots of people receiving Jesus. And they add him on to the other two and a half million gods that they've got. So they've got two and a half million and one and they're all following. But we're talking about taking Jesus serious. Taking your life serious. Taking your destiny serious. Enough to not shy away when people are asking you, what are you about? What do you do? I'm a Christian. And then we, when you start doing that, of course you've got to stand up to the responsibility of behaving like one. Because the world, the moment you say, oh, I'm a Christian, they'll go, put the binoculars on. Stick, turn the volume up, see what they're like, see what they're saying. Well, they can't be saying that. What, the, what they're saying, they're supposed to be a Christian. What they're doing saying that. In the psalm, it says, people from a distance go, ha ha, caught you. Ha ha. If you really was, you wouldn't be doing that, would you? Not pointing at you, Tony. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But this is, because it's supposed to really mean what the business we're supposed to be integral. We're supposed to be Christian. That lifts us into a place of life. God wants to bless us. He can't bless something that's not working. He can't bless something that's not blessed, worthy. He's not double-minded. God will bless you when you're walking in the blessing. Read Psalm chapter 1, 1 to 3. That'll tell you... How to prosper in God. That we don't walk with the ungodly. We don't stand in the way of sinners. We don't listen to the counsel. We don't go on with... Gip, 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 gip. That we stand and we're different. But I'm telling you all that because God wants to bless you tonight. God, for those of you guys who haven't received the Holy Spirit. God wants you... He wants to give, it, give him to you. So that you can be empowered and equipped... And serious about what you know, what you want to do and what you believe. It really, do you know, this is a serious... Like I said earlier, you can't live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. There's lots and lots and lots more so I'm not going to say anymore I want people to come and I want doesn't matter what I want God wants 
give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you haven't received him, it's the same way you became born again. But, 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 but. No, but. God loves you and he wants to give you everything you need so that you can live victorious lives in the lives you live on a daily basis. That he'll empower you to live victorious if you allow him. It says in, in, in James, submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Jesus is a man just like me. All man and all God, scripture says. Filled with the Holy Spirit to want to release life with the ability to live the Christian life victoriously. Stick around with Lewis, yeah. That iPod, yeah. Bless. Let's just close our eyes for a bit now. Don't think of the person next to you or behind you. Try and be still. Focus on the Holy Spirit in you. You may not have done that very much. we celebrate Pentecost today as we look back at the way God birthed the church the enemy thought he was doing the right thing when he crucified Jesus but what happened was in the resurrection Jesus birthed a whole nation of people with the same authority and the same power that he had when he was on the earth. And he released the life of God into everyone and anyone who would just believe. The Holy Spirit is talking to you right now. You're born again, experience. Maybe you, you haven't exercised that life of God in you for a while. Maybe you haven't been around faith that's motivating and exhilarating and joyful. But God loves you and it's real. This is the truth, guys. And right now, if there's anybody here who, who wants to respond 
to this opportunity because God wants to give his Holy Spirit to anyone who wants him right now. This is a heart issue. I'm not talking to your logic. I'm not talking to your mind. I'm not talking to how you feel. I'm genuinely going right past all of that. And God wants to speak to you at the core of your being. Are you serious enough to live the Christian life and recognise that sin is saying or the scriptures are saying that God wants to fill me with this Holy Spirit? I want that. I want that. That God wouldn't give me anything that's bad for me because He loves me and He wants to be everything that's good. If you haven't received the Holy Spirit, just come to the front. This is not about. I know people here haven't received it, and there's no pressure. It may not be that you just feel like you've got the right time for me today. But we are, and I am only just majoring on this because it is the day of Pentecost. We are celebrating the outpouring of the Holy Spirit from heaven into the earth. Christian love victorious. <laughs>